way that I expressed myself, I'd hide in my room and I would just dance. And I would just move my body and I would let that energy that wanted to come out, I would just let it out through my body. So if you need to express yourself Mm -hmm. in your room, allow yourself to do that. You won't feel alone. You'll feel like you're dancing with your angels. You feel like you're dancing with your God, your guide, whoever you feel connected to. You won't feel alone. You're just going to move and feel that energy surround you and flow through you. And and you'll feel so at peace and you'll get up the next day and be like, okay, I got this. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Because you are never alone. Our human mind wants us to think we are, like I said. You're never alone. If you have that connection, to yourself, to your highest self, you will feel so empowered. And like, like I said, not every day is perfect. I, I'll still have days where I feel alone because again, and I, but I've come to this point in my life that I know it's not me now. It's my mind and playing tricks on you. Oh, you're alone. You want to cry today? You want to feel depressed today? Oh, it's like, nope. I like have the power now to be like, no, <laughs> you're not, you're not getting to me today. I'm going to take control. My soul's going to take over. I'm going to go dance or walk or be in nature, or do what I got to do to get out of that state. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Following the Spark. I am your host, Amelia Rose, and on this episode, we have Miss Rachel Gomez, who I love so deeply with all of my heart. She has such a cool background and is very passionate about helping others through movement and through connection to your soul. Rachel and I talk about a lot of things in this episode, including Rachel's journey and background and how she came to start doing this type of work. We talk about her transformation between social work and what she's doing now, as well as a dark time that she went through and the tools that she used to get through it. We also talk about her relationship with working with kids and her experience with plant medicine, as well as connection to spirit, connection to source. We also touch on social anxiety and the patriarchy and programming and the rise of the feminine, as well as speaking and sharing our truth by activating our throat chakras. And then we end on Rachel talking about her journey with dance and movement, um, which is really cool because that's how I met Rachel. This episode is really good if you've ever gone through a really dark or hard time. Rachel talks a lot about how she got through a really dark time and it's really inspiring to me because she talks about how she was still able to see the light in these moments and how she was able to heal herself by herself on her own And it really just stresses the whole theme I've been learning personally of that you do not need anyone else but yourself and all of the answers come from inside of you. So yeah, I could go on and on about this episode and about Rachel, but I will let the episode do the talking. So grab your coffee, your tea, or your smoothie and let's get started. Rachel, welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm honestly so excited to to do this with you. And I I feel really honored that you, you know, picked me to allow this conversation to flow because I'm excited to see what messages come through for both of us. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, Before we get started, would you mind giving me a brief background about who you are and what it is you do? Yeah, my goodness. This is this could be very low. Like I could go so depth in depth with this, 
before. Um, so yeah, my name's Rachel and right now, currently in this present moment in time, I'm starting to run uh, workshops for women um, because I went through like this deep rebirth experience, if you will, through the last like nine, and it's so funny, it's coming up on nine months because a big shift is coming and I feel like I'm being birthed through the world after these nine months of like deep healing work and something new is coming out of me and I'm being called to like step forward and really work with women and help them heal and empower them through somatic work. So my biggest modality right now is through the body and through movement and meditation. And I've been helping women through different workshop programs, you know, with movement and medicine. And like that's my, been my medicine um, ever since I was a little girl. Um, but my back, like if you want me to go into like, what I did before this because I have like a social work background and I worked in the mental health field with kids and I've worked with women who experienced abuse and left violent homes and I worked with children who witnessed abuse and at-risk children so like I have that whole history um, working in social work and mental health but then I'm, I'm kind of shifting <laughs> um, shifting into this stepping into like my dharma almost and kind of leading with God um, through these next workshops which I love um, but yeah, <laughs> there's so much more. I don't know how much in depth you want me to go, but I could, I could share so much. <laughs> That's so beautiful because I am currently working in social work in the mental health field with kids. Um, oh, cool. and I've been setting the intention that, you know, this, cause I've been going through a thing where I'm like, why did I even, why did I even get my degree? You know, but I've been setting the intention, like it will work out perfectly. I will be able to kind of transform into the fields that I want to work in, you know, through this. So would you mind talking about kind of your transformation from social work into what you're doing now? Oh my goodness. Yes. So I always had this like deep inner calling when I was a little girl to like, I'm always like, I want to help people, you know, that classic, like I want to help people. And like, I always knew I wanted to do it. And I just didn't know how or where or when or what, but I was a little girl helping kids. And I remember my family members would always be like, Rachel, like, as like a nine, 10 year old little girl, I'd be the one like helping the little younger kids. It was like something within me that always wanted to help children. Um, and then as I grew up, I'm like, do I become a teacher? Do I become like a psychologist? Do I feel like what? And I'm like, I don't want to just teach the classic math science, you know, the classic teaching. Um, there's something deeper that I really feel I'm called to doing. And that's what led me to social work because social work can, is more generalized and you can do the counseling or the community service work or, you know, and so I took that route and got into working with kids because I love working with kids. That was just something within me. And I started running mental health workshops um, for children with at-risk children and, and summer camp programs and life skills um, development programs and communication skills building and things that they don't really learn in the education system in schools. I kind of actually got to go to schools and run these workshops with the children there who, you know, were having various mental health needs. So children with ADD, ADHD, um, ODD, um, Asperger's. So I would go in and run these workshops with these children and I loved it. I honestly loved it. I miss it because I haven't been doing that for a while. Um, it's, it's, it can get challenging. And I, I've heard that a lot with people in the social work industry that over time they can get a lot of burnout because you're constantly giving your energy 
in service to other people. And again, I mean, being spiritual and, and knowing the tools now, I think I, you know, know how to recharge and reset myself in meditation and movement and outlets and getting the self-help that I need. But a lot of people probably don't do that or don't use those tools when they're in this industry. But it's so important. Like you got to help yourself. You got to take care of you right before you can take care of others. So if you are in, you're wanting to go into this industry, just know that, yeah, you, you're set up with so many tools. Like I think you'd be amazing. And I don't know, it's, it's been a journey. And then I, I traveled a little bit before I switched into this new kind of purpose. Like I've been teaching dance with children as well, mental health and dance movement classes the last year or so. So I kind of shifted out of like the workshops with the children. And now I was teaching more movement medicine and, and bringing more joy and play and laughter back into the industry with children. And, and I know they're lacking that a lot in the education system. They, they, they're not really playing as much or their recesses aren't long, I think, as they should be. I think play is, has been really stripped from the education system as well, um, which breaks my heart because I think children learn through play and through movement and through outdoors and through all of those things. So um, I was happy to bring that into the program as well, even though it was like an hour program. I'm like, they're getting it. They're getting something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I love working with kids, but it's like something's calling me to like step into this helping women and I think I have this feeling that in a few years I'm going to integrate and, and work with women and kids and run programs for children and women side by side we're going to see where that flows but right now it's like I feel like I've been rebirthed into a, I feel like I've stepped into my womanhood to be honest with you like I've really like honored my my divine feminine like I'm a, I'm Rachel the woman <laughs> I think I was through working with children, it really helped my inner child heal my own inner child. I think that's why I was drawn to working with kids because I had a pretty rough childhood. And it was like, this is the way to heal your inner child by playing and being with children and helping the children that you wish you probably felt you had as a child. Um, and now I'm like really stepping into my womanhood and I really want to help empower women. Mm. And yeah, we're going to see where it all flows, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now in my life. Oh, that's so cool. I love what you mentioned about how like kids aren't, there's a lot they're not getting in school. Like it's really sad, but it's just like now, like when I was a kid, I didn't realize it, but now looking back at it and working with kids and seeing what they're taught, I'm like, what in the world? Like, why are we not teaching these children, you know, even stuff like it's okay to cry. It's okay to, to be a kid. Like, I hear a lot of the teachers and people where I work telling the kids, stop, stop being childish, stop playing around, stop, you know, and I'm like, this kid is six years old. Like, why can't, like, let them play, let them. So that's so powerful that, that you taught that. What, why, like the kids' reactions, like, did you notice anything in them? Like when you were working with them? Oh my gosh, they were lit, like lit up. Like they, like, I don't know if it's like, something within me but I feel like kids flock to my energy but I think it's just that because it's part of my calling I don't know but I, I think kids are just so they're looking for guidance mm -hmm. and they're looking like kids need structure and they need guidance but we need to lead them to lead themselves like to be their own little leader and mm -hmm. I think in the education system we're almost 
controlling what they do. And it's like, we're giving them way too many rules and restrictions. And yes, kids need structure. Kids need some sort of guidance. But I think it limits their freedom for their soul, because this can get woo-woo. Like I think we're stripping children of who they are as a, as a being of God of light. And we're taking that away from them through the education system. Um, and I just think it's really critical for kids to just express who they are as this beautiful, innocent, pure, because I think children are our teachers. Children are our lead. Like children are so innocent and pure. They can teach us so much and we're, we're not allowing that to come through. Instead, education, it's like reverse. Like we are controlling them and telling them how to be and how to sit and how to read and how to look like there's so much like almost brainwashing, like controlling them where they like, and they're just trying to discover who they are. And they don't know who they are yet. They don't know what they are in this new earth school because they've like their souls in the vessel trying to like discover things. And they're automatically being told what to do, how to think, what to, what to read, what to study, what to, it's like, they don't even get the option. And it's like, for me, I just, I want kids to just be free. And that's the program that I would encourage is for them to just be free, be themselves, be that fun light, be that spark and just, and, and it just kind of rippled out and expanded and I loved it. And hearing kids laugh and, and play and just, oh, it's just, it, it, it's lighting me up right now because I miss oh. it so much. And I know during, it was tough during the pandemic. Oh my gosh, I don't want to get into that, but like, especially in Canada, everything was shut down. Kids were locked in. They couldn't do anything for two years. It was brutal. So when I came back after like everything was starting to open up and starting to bring these programs again and just seeing kids interact and laugh and play and be together, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is what we need <laughs> in this world. Yeah. That's so cool. I also love the tie that you made to working with kids and then working with your inner child. Like that is awesome. I recently started working with kids and I, I'm used to working with adults. Um, and I was just like, I don't know about this. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I, I haven't worked with kids before, but it's like, I almost have to let my inner child guide me. Like, I'm like, I don't know, but my inner child is like, no, just do this. This is what they need, you know? And it's really healing for my inner child to work with kids. Are you feeling well. called to work with children? Is that what you're, yeah. yeah. So there's a reason it's been placed on your heart. There's something telling you you're gonna do some amazing stuff with yeah. kids. And even if you don't, your brain doesn't know why you're, mm -hmm. you're surrendering to that and you're trusting like I'm meant to do this. And I'm yeah. It's going to light you up. And yes, maybe your inner child is saying, I need healing right now. And the best way to do that is working with children. Yeah. And it's, a, it's like a, it's an energy exchange between you and the children. Like you're giving and they're, you know, you're giving and receiving between each other. And it just flows so beautifully. And it's just going to light you up. I know it. it well, that's for me. So <laughs> I'm sure it will for you. Oh, that's so sweet. I bet you have helped so many children and they'll like, it's like core memory. Like they'll like remember that, you know, that's really powerful. I recently have been working with my inner child and I've been like thinking back and I'm like, there's been so many times where the system or adults have told me, no, like, don't do that. And it's like, they're crushing the, the kids creativity and freedom so yeah that type of work is so powerful yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I just, I'm hoping the education is, is changing um it was one of my biggest passions like 10 years ago I'm like I'm gonna come in and change the education system and we're gonna add more play and fun and 
creativity and I do kind of see it now like I'm not quite in the education system like I'm not a teacher I'm not a principal I'm not in there but I do see that teachers are incorporating a little bit more life skills and commute so I'm like okay good I hope it's like gonna really shift over the next few years because I think they're starting to realize we need it these kids are almost asking for it energetically like we need this so make it happen so I'm hoping it changes (laughs) Yes, set that intention out there. And I, side note, but I have seen so many people are kind of awakening to things. So I I have hope for our future. I have hope for kids. And yeah, I think beautiful things are going to be happening. So too. Set it out there. (laughs) (laughs) There is something else you mentioned about how now you feel like you're in your your womanhood. Could you talk? A little bit about that, about how you went through that process. Yeah, and I remember this is this 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 story is probably going to get into what drew me to you through how I went through almost a narc like a narcissistic relationship. It took me a while to accept that it was a narcissist relationship. Like even right now, I'm like starting to get emotional. Yeah, because like accepting that I was with a narcissist is like like to me I never thought and we all don't think sorry I'm getting emotional but it's still really hard to accept that I was with a narcissist for three years yeah and I also don't want to throw that label out because that label is thrown out so much it's nurse nurse the nurse and we start to view these people as like horrible toxic people but they're just people that are suffering from their trauma as well and I see that now and I've moved beyond that but yes, so what took me to dive deeper into my shadow work was again, leaving this relationship with what we would call a narcissist, right? He fits all the characteristics. Like when I start reading and learning about it, it's like he fit all the characteristics of a narcissist, like the same behaviors. And yeah, it took me down like this last, these last nine months were probably the hardest it was a, probably the hardest chapter in my life ever, period, to this day. It was really traumatic. I was detoxing, I would say purging, releasing. I had to feel to get through it. And if I didn't feel these, these emotions, I don't think I would be here today. Like that's how kind of dark, quote unquote, you want to call it dark, it got. And I was in the winter, it was, I was, so I left, I moved across the country by myself. I had no family, nothing. I left and I was going through a breakup, but not only a breakup, I was detoxing a pretty toxic relationship by myself in the dead of winter in a pandemic. So I wasn't allowed to leave or do anything. Everything was shut down and locked down. So I was by myself confined into this space and I had nothing else but to confront my quote unquote demons. Like I had to because there was, yeah. So it was kind of, to me, I'm looking at it, it was like, it was God's way. It's like, here's your healing sanctuary, this apartment I'm living by myself. <laughs> you're gonna go in, <laughs> you're gonna go in, you've got nothing else to lose and this is for you and it's gonna be for the greater good one day. You can't see it now. I couldn't see it then, hell no. But I see it now and I'm starting to see the light. Like it's kind of coming up on the nine months, like I said, and I really, 
I'm birthing into this new woman. It's like I healed my inner child. I healed. I I saw like my lineage, my ancestors. I worked on healing my maternal line, my father line. Like it opened up these portals of things that were deeper, that were beyond me. My past lot, like past life stuff, started coming up. And this again, all by myself. I didn't see therapists. I didn't do hypno work. I didn't go to past life therapy. I did it all by myself, me and God, me and my connection to God, just day in and day out. So it was a lot. <laughs> it was heavy stuff. Um, but I'm starting to see the good. <laughs> I'm starting to see the good. And it really pushed me again. Like, I feel like I'm more evolved. I've expanded. I've almost matured in a way. I know how to handle myself and my emotions like so much better than what I did before. Um, I used to have really severe social anxiety. And I think I still, I think you, I'll always have some sort of anxiety when talking to people. I kid you not, Amelia, when like five, 10 years ago, I would not be able to do this. Like that's how bad my anxiety would be. I would not be able to go on a podcast because I was so nervous. I'd get so insecure. I'd get so um, shaken up. Um, but now I'm like at a place where I'm like so at peace. I, that's the biggest thing. I feel so at peace in my body. Like so at peace. If anything can come at me, it's like, no. Nah. Because I, I dealt with like the hard stuff. So it's like anything that can come at me now, I'm like, I know how to deal with it. I'm good. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it was, it was a dark, long winter. Let's just call it that. But it's definitely God always is with me. And, and my guides and my angels are always with me. And I knew that. And I really heavily leaned on that. Um, and it took me here and I'm stepping into this new dharma with women and helping women who, who are going through the same thing, who have gone maybe through a narcissistic um, abuse. And I worked with women who have, were leading violent, domestic violence before. Um, and I would help them and use my social worker skills and refer them to services. But now I'm like, now I, I can handle the emotions because I handled mine. I can sit with you and hold space for you. No problem. Whatever comes up for you, I got you. Like that's kind of the energy I'm in now. I'm not afraid to go to places with other people because I've, I've gone there myself. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I had chills when you were talking about how like you were, you were just alone. It was during COVID. So like you could not go anywhere. Like I was, getting full body chills when you're talking about that because it's like in the moment you were probably like oh my gosh this is just I can't even this is just so much pain but looking at it back now it was like that is like you had you had to go through that like oh my gosh that's so transformative I had to I mean it was hard yeah. <laughs> I, yeah it was hard it was like I would wake up some days not wanting to like be here mm -hmm. and it was just like another day, another day, like another day. And I kept pushing and pushing, like there's something that God's going to bless you with at the end of this. Yeah. And I feel it now. I see it now. Like I know where my future is. Um, yeah. The, the relationship, I don't know if you want me to get into the relationship because it was that, that relationship was like beyond like beyond what I ever thought I would ever go through because I've always had a connection to God. I've always 
um, like grew up like spiritual. Um, and I've got to always pray. And even as a little girl, I always had that connection. And I was very grateful that I discovered that at such a young age. Definitely deepened, you know, and I've been awakening and evolving over time. Um, that's why I never thought I would end up in a relationship because I'm like, oh, well, I'm connected to God. I'm aware, you know, why would I end up with a narcissist? Because I'm very in tune with myself. Um, <laughs> you know, it's your ego. And my ego is just sucked into this person who is constantly love bombing me. And, and you believe, and it's again, it's, it's a tra almost a trauma bond. It attached my wound, my inner child wound of feeling loved, feeling safe. He made me feel loved and safe. And it, and I had the red flag. I knew my soul was like, mm -mm -mm, what are you doing? No, 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 no. And I was like, so I was like pulling, I was like back and forth between my soul and my ego and my ego kind of just took over and said yes to this person because of the, I, that's, this is what I've come to realize. It was all my ego wanting to feel safe with this individual. And he was a salesman. He knew how to talk. He knew how to really minute he knew how to pester he knew how to close sale apparently I was his sale he closed me he even said that fully said that um yeah he, he won me over oh yeah the things I don't know if I really want to get into like the things that I went through with this individual like I went and he forced me into religious cults he, he like brainwashed me into believing like with psychics into like I was his twin flame so I wouldn't leave him so I really thought he was my twin flame because I thought you have to be with your twin flame and that's the one to be with, right? But he made me believe it. And he paid psychics to tell, to tell me that that was true. And so I wouldn't leave him. And it was just, he, it's, there's so much to this relationship that I had to really heal through. Let's just put it that way. He stole money from me and my family. Like it just, it just, there's layers and layers of, of a lot in this relationship. So healing through that was, pretty heavy stuff um, yeah because it wasn't just a regular I've had relationships before him healthy ones beautiful ones mm. loving ones so it's so interesting how I went I had a beautiful five six year relationship with a man before treated me like I was a goddess like a queen loving we were so loving to one another so then a couple years later I end up with this guy you know who was opposite so it's like, I knew how to be treated with love and respect and, and wow. everything. And I, yeah, it was, again, like I said, it was like the ego and the trauma bonding. And again, I, as hard as it was, I, I do think I was meant to go through it to really heal my inner child, like on a way, on a level and that I've never had before, because it did really take me to do deep shadow work and healing work. And it opened me up to like things beyond like like I said my ancestors and the past lives and it took me there so and I allowed myself to go there because I was open to it some people might not be open to that but I was really open to just understanding that this is deeper than me this yeah. this pain is not just my pain I'm feeling my mother's pain I'm feeling my grandma I'm feeling the women collective women suffering pain I'm feeling the witches being burned like I'm feeling all this heavy pain it was just like whoa it was heavy so it was a blessing in disguise <laughs> and that's how I'm, I'm I'm accepting it now as hard as it was it, it it taught me a lot and it showed me a lot 
Yeah. And wow, that's, it makes sense why you're now kind of feeling like you're stepping into your womanhood because you went through like a whole ass initiation. Yeah. Like that is, is that's so. What I called it <laughs> initiation. I love that. I feel like that's exactly what I'm going through right now. So your words are like speaking to my soul. Like you have no idea. Um, and yeah, that's so beautiful for anyone who could be listening. Who's like, wow, I feel like I'm really going through one of those dark times right now. I've been hearing that a lot from a lot of people. What is your advice? Like on your worst days, like how did you get through it? Like, how would you tell someone to deal with it when they're just like, oh, this is just feels like too much for me right now? Yeah, that that was tough. <laughs> because I think I I the one thing for me that really helped was honestly trying to I know this sounds so cliche everyone says this but really being grateful for what I did have like I got blessed with this apartment it is really beautiful and I got really fortunate enough to to land this and I do think God kind of put this in my path to like have it and knowing that I was able to live with in this beautiful space and I would just wake up like use your space you know like enjoy what you have um I had some money. So I was like, you have resources. Use it all. Like, use whatever you got to do until you tell. You're like, this is not, and it might not be good for other people, but this is what I did because I had some money, some savings, and I'm like, just, just use it. And then, and then when you use it all out, then see how you feel. And that would get me by. It was like, okay, then go buy some good food or go to go, go start all the energy he sucked because narcissists are takers. They suck all the energy out of you. I was depleted I was dead like there's pictures of me Amelia where you could see that my like it looked like my soul was sucked out of my body I was like like at the end of our relationship I I was not myself because he sucked so much energy and life force out of me um so like the chapter I was just like you gotta replenish yourself you gotta put it back in do whatever you gotta do to just keep feeding and fueling your soul so whether it's going out for a nice meal or whether it's, again, for me, I heavily relied on praying. I'm a big someone with prayer. I'm not sure if people, if that's too religious for people. But to me, that's my meditation is prayer. Like I pray and talk and communicate. Um, and that is my meditation. And I really heavily relied on that. And I did whatever I could. I buy flowers. I buy roses. I I just, again, started just doing whatever I could to replenish myself. I took baths. I, you know, baked. I cooked. I danced. Dancing. Oh, dancing. As you know me, we met through dancing. <laughs> dancing was my release. I just did. Every day, I'm like, just do one thing. Just do something that's going to make you feel good today. Which was difficult, but I, I did it. I had to. Or some days where I'm like, I just want to sit around all day and not, you know what the biggest thing? Don't judge yourself. The listeners right now, don't judge yourself. Don't feel guilty that you're not doing something. Don't feel guilty if you feel unproductive because we have this thing in our society. We got to be productive all the time. Go, go, go to feel worthy. And it's like, if you just want to lie down and watch movies all day, do it. I did it you just want to sleep for three days in a row, do it, <laughs> you know, whatever you need to do to get through it and know there's something in your heart that's telling you that 
there's gonna something good is gonna come out through the end of this mm. it will happen just keep having that hope keep trusting in yourself keep trusting in your devotion to yourself and to they have a connection to god the universe love whatever your your highest self whatever you want to call it all the label um trust in that because it always has your back it always has your back even if you can't see it even if you can't feel it just know they're always working in your favor your angels your guides they are there for you 24 7 you're mm -hmm. never alone like you're never alone and you may feel i felt alone i was completely alone trust me i felt alone but i knew i wasn't alone and that's what allowed me actually to really connect with my ancestors and and, and i started to actually connect with um my business now is called Sonari, Sonari Soul. And that name channeled through me during my deep prayer, deep devotion, deep meditation, as like this high, it could have been my higher self or a past life name or this enlightened being coming through, like really channeling through me. And I was able to meet this beautiful being of light. And because I did this, I got to meet these things and my devotion and my expansion, my consciousness evolved through it. And to me, that was like the biggest breakthrough, the biggest, I guess you'd say reward by pushing through it. And I know it's tough. I know it's difficult, but just do things for yourself and don't judge. Don't judge yourself. That was my, one of my biggest lessons because I used to, I'm a perfectionist. I used to be really, to me, I think I've released that a little bit. Of being really hard on myself I'm always so critical I grew up I grew up as a gymnast and constant competitions and critiquing and judging and that was a big one and I just let that all go at my place could have been messy my place was destroyed like through for days on end food out like I'm telling you disgusting I and I didn't judge myself because I'm like I'm going through almost like a deep dark depression and I'm feeling alone I don't care if my place is a mess right now. I, just, I can't do it. I, I'm doing what I can to get through to survive. Yeah. And I did it. Yeah. And I kept doing it day in and day out. And here I am. <laughs> so I'm the living hope that if you keep trusting and, and loving yourself and funneling that love into yourself and relying on God and your guides and angels, you will get through it. 100%. So don't doubt yourself. <laughs> mm. I'm so glad that you're sharing your story right now because it's so powerful. I just can't stop thinking in my head like, oh my gosh, like you really like did that shit. Like you really left and started caring for yourself. Like that's mm -hmm. so amazing and so inspiring. It's mm -hmm. like no matter what type of darkness you're dealing with right now, like you can get through it and all you need is yourself. Like you really do. I did. I, you know what I did? Okay. There's one thing I did that I should mention. I did Cambo. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've heard of the medicine of Cambo yeah. and Sananga and Rapid. I did a, there was some, again, that was placed on my heart um, to do because I, I've never done plant medicine before. Um, but, and it's so fascinating because the week we broke up back when I was on the other side of the country. There were frogs that kept falling in the window because I was in my parents' basement. There's all these frogs, and I was like, oh, they're so cute little frogs. I didn't know what it meant. I was like, just, I have videos of them, like, all oh, these cute frogs. Just flash forward to the few months later, the frog was calling me. Campbell's a frog. Mm -hmm. um, and 
yeah, I told that to the lady, the practitioner that did the ceremonies with me. And I'm like, I think the tra- like Cambo was telling me you're going to use me and I'm going to help you pivot in your healing. And it came like the week we were still together, but we were like going through that breakup time. Wow. So it was just such a weird foreshadowing event. And then, yeah, I did Cambo. For th- I sat with Cambo for three days straight. So I did Penangue, Cambo, and then Rafe, which is the, t- the back of the nose three days in a row and I was nervous I was terrified because like I don't know what to feel I don't know what to experience but I'm like I have nothing else to lose that that was me in this point I had nothing else to lose I'm going to trust my guides my angels and everything and I know this medicine is so nourishing and so healing and I did it and it honestly reset coming out of day three my whole nervous system was just in peace because I, I was in fight or flight being with him, I was in constant fight or flight. My whole nervous system for three years was like always on eggshells with him. Mm-hmm. So coming out of that, I was still kind of like that. So what the Campbell did was like reset it. It was like, oh, I was like peaceful. For the first time, my body was like, what is this? <laughs> I feel peace in my body for the first time in years. Oh my goodness. And I do think it actually helped shift beyond him. Like, even just feeling anxious because I've had social anxiety and it kind of helped with my just natural social anxieties. I don't want to say Campbell's the be all cure all because I still had things I needed to work through after Cambo and I still had meltdowns and, and cry sessions and pain and the memories still come in and it's, but it definitely reset uh, my nervous system and, and helped my body just be more at peace. And I loved it. Interesting. So, if you're feeling calm, I don't tell people, I don't recommend medicine. I don't go do it, go do it. You need to feel called and you need to feel ready for it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So what was your experience more like with, so did you do like all three of them, like within that session? Like, was it like a, okay, cool. So I did, and then right away we did Campbell and then right away we did Rap. Or happy, there's two ways to pronounce it. Um, I was like, boom, 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 here we go. Like, and three days in a row, I was like, I was just jumping in. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> um, but the lady that did it, it was a one on one too. So I didn't have, because she does group sessions, but I'm like, let's just do a one on one. And again, it was so designed because she was supposed to run another workshop and she's like, it's not working out. So I'm going to cancel it. And I'm going to do one on one with you. It's like God was like, this is meant for you. You need to do this, which was yeah. so beautiful. But yeah, my Senenga is the drops in the eyes where it burns. So be ready for pain. If you, I, I was so nervous about the eye drops at the most because my pain is painful. Um, it took me a while. She had to coach me through it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here for this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it helps with anger and resentment and releasing that. And I've had a lot of anger and resentment built up from my past. So yeah, it was painful, but you blink and it lasts like a couple minutes. You just keep, and it kind of just goes away. And I felt like a clearing through my third eye, just, mm-hmm. and just this vibrations like through my body. like And it just, again, she does her sound um, healing as she walks around. Like she did such a beautiful job and it kind of just put you in this peaceful state. And again, you're releasing the anger, the, the resentment and Campbell. Oh my goodness. Campbell, I was, when she first put Campbell on me because you have to burn your skin and place the medicine through the open skin um I cried with beauty with gratitude with beautiful tears because I felt for the first time 
in years, like comforted by something, like hugged and loved. Like I felt the camel medicine flowing and scanning my body. Like Rachel, we got you, girl. We're gonna, we're gonna protect you. We're gonna love you. We're gonna release the poison that doesn't serve you. And I just felt so loved by camel. It was such a loving feeling. And yet you purge with camel, mm. so you can. But it's releasing energetically. I feel just all of that stuff that's coming out and then Raphael's supposed to just ground you back into your body right I'm not sure if you've done it and that just kind of just she did it at the end just to get you down and I was shaking so much but I think energetically I was again just releasing so much off of me because she's like are you cold or I'm like no I'm just shaking. she's like okay that's normal too she's like it's okay to shake like that happens and I was like okay because I was really shaking but it was my nervous system again like coming down to like releasing that <laughs> I'm so glad I did it that's so beautiful that's such a beautiful story I my only experience is with Hape and um Hape for me is like a grandfather spirit like all wise and knowing like masculine masculine energy is combo kind of masculine for you too or? interesting yeah, I, I just let Campbell, I just pictured little froggies in me, like, <laughs> like the energy of the frog. I pictured the actual frog. Masculine or feminine? Interesting. I don't, I didn't think of that. I, I would say feminine only for me because when I do my yeah. feminine energy work, it really flows through me. Mm-hmm. And like, I felt that with Campbell. And maybe with Rafa, it is more grounding and masculine and, and kind of like, oh, like, so yeah. I would say Campbell might be more feminine. But again, that you got to feel into what's true for you. Because I felt very nourished yeah. with Campbell and loved on. And it just the energy just is kind of flowing through me. And it was very beautiful. So, And each day was different. I thought I'd go into like day two, day three and feel like mm-hmm. day two is a different thing. Day three, I didn't even purge. But she did the rapé and I just cried, probably the most ugliest, like, cry on day three. And I, what was coming up was, like, women's suppress, like, the, my, the, just all the women's suppression, the women, like, the ancestral line, my mother's pain, girls that used to bully me from my past, you know, like, all, everything surrounding women and the pain around the sisterhood wounding came up on day three. And I think that's why my intention on day three was like, what is my purpose? What is my calling? What am I really meant to do? And that came through and I'm like, I think I'm meant to work with women and help the sister with a wounding. And and it was so cool how that all happened. And I had so much love for my mom because she was abused when she was young. I had so much love for my grandmas and the women. And I just had so much love for the divine feminine. And I just felt this call. If I need to, I'm part of this mission. I'm here to help women rise into their divine feminine and masculine essence because you are truly stepping into your full power when you embody the masculine and the feminine. Fully. That is that is God energy. Goddess energy is embodying those two in full power and full devotion. And it's interesting. I actually have a tattoo on my heart chakra. I feel called to share this. That is actually the script for the hebrew script for yahweh like if you've heard of the all right there are four symbols and each two symbols are feminine and two symbols are masculine and it really resonated with me because i'm like that is what god is 
embodying the masculine and feminine energies. That's God. And that's who we are. We are all God embodied on earth. And that's what we're meant to be. And yeah, so that's really what came through is just helping that mission of helping people embody their true God goddess energy and rising into it. <laughs> and yes. being it. Yes. That's such a magical plant medicine story. I feel really called to combo, but I have this, and it might be, it might contribute to the whole thing, but I have this deep fear, like phobia of vomiting. <laughs> so it tastes bad because you chug water. Yeah. You don't like, I don't know if it's the taste because for me, vomiting is like the taste and the food. You're like, oh, but with that, you don't taste. It just comes out like pure water and it, it doesn't affect your mouth. It didn't hurt either. It wasn't like a, you know, when you're sick and you vomit and it's, you're in pain yes. and you have a fever and you're achy yeah. and you're like, it's not like that at all. Okay. So if, if you can handle just allowing yourself to just feel it, and then it's like a gentle, like, boop, and it only lasts like a couple seconds. You're good. But I get it. I know. It's the feeling. And I think it comes from, because I felt like that too. It comes from a fear of like the feet, like the sick vomiting. Yeah. You're actually like really sick. Yeah. Yes, it's purging you of like energetic illnesses, but it's different. And I, what helped me was really surrendering and trusting the medicine because as I was receiving it and I was like getting the fear, it wasn't coming out. And she had to keep coaching me, surrender, Rachel, surrender, surrender. And the more I just surrendered, it went whoop and it just flowed out of me so effortlessly. So you have to trust it and you have to surrender to it and be really ready for it. And, it, and again, it, it's so powerful. It really is. Mm, yeah that's so interesting I that that makes me feel a lot better about the vomiting because I think it is the sick part of it that I'm scared of but I toads I see frogs everywhere everywhere like one time I was driving on the highway on the highway and a frog was just jumped onto my car on the highway I was like okay hi (laughs) so yeah I see frogs everywhere but yeah, that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I had one more question. I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, the prayer and the feeling like you're not alone. I love that you brought that up because that's something that I, like the past couple of days, that's been like my main theme is like you are not alone because I feel like everyone goes through a time in their life where they feel really lonely. And I've just been kind of I went through like a three-day period where I was like oh my gosh I'm alone and then I realized like I'm not like our guides are always with us like we are truly not alone and I've been diving into my own prayer and just feeling really connected but what is your prayer ritual what is your advice for people who feel alone and how do you connect to to God to source oh my goodness I love this because Ever since I was a little girl, like I would say five, six, I've been praying and I felt alone my whole life. I just want to fully put that out there. And I think most people feel that they have this sense of not really feeling connected to other people. Yes. And I think because there might be a disconnect with your own inner union within yourself and we're not taught how to connect to, again, I call it God, the universe the most high 
your highest self. Again, we have all these labels. So I'm going to use God as my reference because that's what I use. So just take it as you will. Um, I feel like we're disconnected to God. And when you don't, I, and again, I always had this connection to God, but I still feel alone. And I think it was my ego, my, my body, my human body that I'm in craving connection because that's humans want to feel connected we want to feel the affection that's our natural human desire to feel connected um but when you lean into your soul and trust your soul you just you know you're not alone because you know you have god you have your angels your guides with you and for me as a little girl because i had parents who were emotionally neglectful they didn't communicate I was just always like I'd be in my room alone 90% of the time handling myself my emotions because I didn't have parents to do that they didn't know how to do that they weren't raised how to do that it was like the cycle right of a of a of abuse and abandonment so I was in my room as a little girl and I'm so lucky I, I was able to discover that connection to God because again it's what saved me I don't know if I would have been here today if I didn't connect to that energy that source um and i would just be sitting in my room praying calling on love calling on god crying like praying feeling into that energy sending gratitude my go-to prayer is like thank you i love you i think it's the hawaiian there's a hawaiian prayer that thank yeah. you. I love you. I'm sorry. And I just discovered that I'm like, Oh, that's basically what I did intuitively as a child, I would just call on and I, I would be funneled with like this loving energy, my whole body would get hot. And it's like, it almost felt like I was being hugged by God, or my angels or guides, whatever it was. And it would help me. And I would be like, oh, thank you, because I felt so much love from God from that energy. And it would just call on it. You literally ask and it is given. Like you just ask if you're in your room and you want to feel love, you can have it at any minute. You just have to ask for God. You have to trust and you have to believe that it's true, yes. right? Because some people might not know. They're not super connected to God. Or like, what is God? Or what are angels? What are, they're not at that level yet. Just whatever you believe is true. Like that is one of our gifts as humans on earth. Like you, you put it in, that's what manifestation is. You believe it. It's becomes your reality right so if you believe it and you feel it i'm telling you it's going to heal you in ways that you may not even imagine that's for me what helps me so just sitting and praying and again do what's true for you for me it was just praying and calling on it if you also another one for me is movement because i didn't use my voice as a kid i was never allowed i was always silent and muted the way that i expressed myself i'd hide in my room and i would just dance and I would just move my body and I would let that energy that wanted to come out, I would just let it out through my body. So if you need to express yourself mm -hmm. in your room, allow yourself to do that. You won't feel alone. You'll feel like you're dancing with your angels. You feel like you're dancing with your God, your guy, whoever you feel connected to. You won't feel alone. You're just going to move and feel that energy surround you and flow through you. And and you'll feel so at peace and you'll get up the next day and be like, okay, I got this. <laughs> I'm good <laughs> because you are never alone. Our human mind wants us to think we are, like I said, yes. you're never alone. If you have that connection to yourself, to your highest self, you will feel so empowered. And like, like I said, not every day is perfect. I, I'll still have days where I feel alone because again, and I, but I've come to this point in my life that I know it's not me now. It's my mind. 
playing tricks on you. Oh, you're alone. You want to cry today? You want to feel depressed today? Oh. And it's like, nope. I like have the power now to be like, no, <laughs> you're not, you're not getting to me today. I'm going to take control. My soul's going to take over. I'm going to go dance or walk or be in nature, or do what I got to do to get out of that state. So you'll get to that point where you have full control and authority over yourself. Just keep working at it. That's why they call it like the inner work, yes. right? Like spiritual spirituality and having that is 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 just like brushing your teeth every day. You know, it's just like eating every day. You got to kind of do it every day to stay consistent and have the momentum, feel that connection every day. And to me, being in that energy every day is what brings me joy. If I'm not connected to God or my, I am not living my highest vibration. I'm not. And I want to feel and live in my highest vibration every day. So why not pray for five minutes in the morning? Why not dance for 10 minutes at night? Why not do what's going to raise your vibration? Because you're going to feel what you're deserving to feel on earth. And that's being in that highest vibration. Mm, I'm literally going to come back and like listen to this episode monthly. Just <laughs> the month reminders. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to say I love how connected you are and how you're able to see things from like a bird's eye view you're able to like like the first thing you mentioned about going through a narcissistic relationship is you you mentioned that you know it's it's it feels kind of wrong to label him as narcissistic because you know he's just dealing with his own he's just dealing with his own trauma and same with your with your parents they didn't know you know uh, I think that's that's really inspiring the way that you think in that way, and I really love that and honor that. Um, and also, do you have time for two more questions? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I could talk all day now. I'm in a good flow. <laughs> I know. I, I'm like I could pick your brain for so long. Like, there's so many things you mentioned. I'm like, I want to know everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel really called to touch on. You've mentioned kind of social anxiety a couple times and I am someone who as well like I a year ago I could not be sitting here doing this right now like it is so funny and crazy how far like we've come like that's awesome celebrating you honoring you because I know how hard it is and you're Mm. here doing it so yes celebrating you right back but I am curious to anyone listening who relates to that and who's going through that what are your tips and tricks how did you transmute that yeah social like this one was again from childhood Mm -hmm. Um, and again I think it came from my parents obviously stemmed from my parents not being able to communicate um, Mm. properly so I didn't learn how to communicate properly like they both lack proper social communication skills let's just call it that emotional intelligence like my mom, you know, I love talking to her, but again, it was—it's. I just never felt safe to express my voice. Let's just say that, and that's where it developed anxiety, and then feeling bullied and all these things. And I, again, the people pleaser, which I think is embedded in a lot of us through the patriarchal programming. I could go into that too. That's a whole other topic: the patriarchy mm-hmm. and how we've actually been brainwashed to be a certain way. Whew, like my goodness. Um, but yeah, that social anxiety, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it also came from a past life. Like this has also been coming through for me, feeling like I was choked or for speaking up in a past life too. Um, but again, I don't need to get into that. But 
Yeah, which is like my something of my throat and my throat chakra was very muted in this lifetime. Like I just was always terrified to speak. Speaking, oh. oh my gosh, speaking in school, like doing presentations, I would go red and be like, oh, like crackly voice. Like I hated public speaking. I hated speaking up. I hated speaking in groups, even groups of people. I'd be like authority figures. So like people like a boss or somebody in like an authority position. Like um, I had coaches and teachers, like I'd be terrified to talk to them or parents even, I'd be terrified to talk to somebody that looked like they were an authority, police, like I did, like anything, I'd, I'd be so terrified to talk and speak up. And um, I only felt safe to talk around like trusted friends or family that, and then myself, and then I would like come out of my shell and dancing again was my thing. So I'd be always the dancer because that's where I felt safe and comfortable. Um, but social anxiety, what really helped for me over the years was, well, number one, working on my inner healing and my trauma work and my shadow work, honestly, and pushing myself, pushing myself into uncomfortable situations. And they say that, like, if you want to grow and expand, you've got to put yourself in the uncomfortable situation. So I did improv classes or I would join like a, a, a sports team and I, with like these people and I had to talk to them or I would, you know, join dance classes or workshops. And I just started putting myself in these really uncomfortable situations or doing more interviews with, you know, job interview. Oh, I hated job interviews. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm talking in a job interview. And I think the more that I did it, the more I realized it, 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 Put confidence myself that I was like oh I can do this and I'm safe because what's what it's doing to your mind is that you feel like you're not safe to speak up so I never felt safe as a child to speak up so I'm terrified to speak because I don't feel safe in my own body so the more that I did it and realized oh I am safe oh no one's gonna come after me no one's gonna yell at me no one's gonna hurt me by speaking my truth okay and so the more I did it the more I started to realize I'm okay with speaking up and again I think the deep healing trauma shadow work healing my inner child really again just stepping into your power energetically I'm able to speak a little bit more eloquently and confidently now and it takes time so yeah. be gentle be gentle with yourself you know social anxiety anxiety all mental health is, is you know it's tough and we all go through it so again just be gentle with yourself and honor your journey everyone's different <laughs> yeah I love that it's so crazy to me how similar we are like the throat chakra opening has been like a whole a whole process <laughs> for me and it's really important I think throat chakra is not talked about enough like as women as a society like we like are a lot of our throat chakras are blocked and like we don't even know like it's it's a lot but I feel like all the things that you mentioned really, really helped me. Like just uncomfortability. I mean, yeah, uncomfortability leads to change is what they say. So it's like the more you put yourself in those situations, like, yes, it's going to be uncomfortable and it's just not going to feel the best. But the more I did it, the more like slowly, but surely the more I was able to be like, okay, I can speak and feel safe. Like, yeah, it was a process, definitely. And I love that you always mention to the gentle reminders to be nice to yourself, because I feel like 
a lot of us are people pleasers and a lot of us are perfectionists and we're really hard on ourselves and if like I used to go to job interviews and I, afterwards I'd be like you did so bad and I would think over and over again ruminate in my head like oh there was this one part where where I said this and that was so dumb why did I do that you know and it's just so important to be kind to ourselves in our process yeah gosh yeah constant self-forgiveness is what helps me so that is so it's such important practice we forget we forget to forgive ourselves like keep yeah. forgiving yourself so yeah 100 <laughs> percent. thank you for sharing your journey with that I really appreciate oh that God. I feel like I can keep going, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh. all we share, all we share. What you're saying is like so resonant. And I was gonna ask, would you mind talking about what you mentioned earlier about like how the patriarchy kind of and the brainwashing? Yeah. So I think through the deep because of again the narcissistic, um, he was very programmed into the patriarchy. Women are the slaves, yes. you know, and. Uh, you work for me, you serve me, you help, you cook, you clean, you do, like, because that's what I did. And he grew up in a culture like that. His family grew up like that. Like, the women are the cook, the clean, you work for me. I'm the breadwinner, you stay, you know, like, even though, like, there was parts of him where he's, like, you can work and there was some freedom living with him. It felt very heavy in the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so after that ended, it kind of woke me up to, oh, my goodness like we this is still very heavy it's still predominant right now and I know it is and I know that we're starting to just rise like the feminine energy it's just starting but this is just the beginning like there's a lot more that needs to be done in order to really get the balance back and um I know years like years 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 ago it was actually the matriarchy and I remember how I did a past life meditation remembering that the matriarchy where men were suppressed like it was the roles were reversed and it was just that was so fascinating I don't want to get into that because that was just basically how I was in the matriarchy I was like one of the queens and we were suppressing men and then now it's like flipped and the men are you know mm. are starting to take over as kind of like an act of rebellion and I don't want people to think that the rise of the feminine is going back to that, the matriarchy, and we're here to suppress men, and it's feminist, and men, you know, we're not here to do that, because that's just, it's counterintuitive, it's just, you know, what's the point? We're here to bring back balance. Yes. The rise of the divine feminine isn't, let's suppress men now, no, no, it's bringing up the feminine and masculine, and like, in men, and all people, you know, bringing that energy back to balance, and flowing the masculine and feminine energy together in perfect harmony so that we can live in harmony here on this planet like that is the to me that is the end goal of earth if we could get this earth back to flow of masculine and feminine energy just flowing on this planet we've achieved our mission here people we're great as light workers like i know a lot of light workers that is really their calling to bring that light back up so that we can receive and, and have balance back and harmony back into this planet but the patriarchy is just still so heavily programmed and again a lot of women don't realize this I didn't realize like I was stuck in people pleasing patterns and wanting to be with a man I don't think a lot of women realize that they just want to get married and I know I'm not, I'm not trying to say this and it's like marriage is bad or things like I think these relationships are beautiful but there's like an underlying programming of like I just want to get married and get taken care of and have the man and like this is programming like 
we're not here to just be the wife. We're not here to just be the people pleaser. Yes, yes, okay, I'll just, I'm not here to just look after the children. Like I said, if you want to do that, if you want to be the mother and look after the children and, and be the wife, beautiful, but honor your own sovereignty as you do it. Honor your power as you do it. Because I want to be a wife and, and have kids one day, absolutely. But don't succumb to that energy that this man has control or there's just this underlying patriarchal control we don't realize it because i used to think like that i, mean, I just want the husband and you know got married by third you know the classic societal thing and the man is the breadwinner and it's still so heavily programmed and when i worked with women who would flee domestic it was predominantly women who would flee from men who were violent towards their women and i think women predominantly i do think men suffer from violence as well i think it's reversed but predominantly men were violent towards women and i i saw it constantly the amount of women that are suffering from abuse from men and, and this is where i gave forgiveness to my ex because he didn't even i don't think he even knows because he's also programmed by the patriarchy to be that way men are raised that i have to be this way and i have to be money for the breadwinner and the women and their program too so as much as they're harming us and hurting us as they're just as programmed like we both are so it's not only women that have to rise men have to be deconditioned women have to be deconditioned and understand that this is really heavy stuff that we need to unlearn and then relearn to walk in the love and the truth yeah. and freedom sovereignty it's, it's gonna take a lot <laughs> not gonna happen overnight but yeah yeah but it's happening i've seen signs already of you know women women are starting to rise and i okay every time you say stuff i'm just like i want to like replay that and listen to it over and over again but um something that's that's been coming up for me is like the print have you heard of like the princess program like paradigm, like it's like Disney movies teach. Yeah. This is my thing: is this Disney movies teach teach girls like you need a man to be okay. Like once you have your prince, like your life will be great, you know. And that's really something that that I struggled with was this like, um, what's the word? Fan fantasizing like relationships, like to the point where like I need one to be okay, you know. Like yeah. I need one to be able to like thrive and life is great when I have a man and I've been re-watching Disney movies and I'm like they really like they really are teaching us that like it's insane how when you start to open up to it you start to see it everywhere and um bless his heart my ex would tell me like it's over like it's been over like women aren't treated that bad anymore like it's not there like it's over like that's in the past like where women were um suppressed and i'm like interesting thank you for that um information <laughs> however it really is still strong you see it everywhere and yeah i i do i do have hope though i feel like women are rising it's like you said it's only just the beginning but i see it and i'm excited yeah i'm so excited and it's interesting you said that your ex I hear a lot of people say, oh, we're good. Women are, it's 50-50 again. And I oh. hear it all the time. And those people, sorry, they just don't 
they want to stay ignorant because again they don't want to confront the truth i think people who don't want to confront the truth or reality because it's too hard to fathom and i had an ex previously like because i was in a, a, a woman's course in university um talking about how what, there's like one entry women that still get sexually assaulted and he's like no like denial and I, like that's happened years ago you know people think it's in the past and I'm like no no it's still happening now little did he know like it happened to me and he's dating me and he probably didn't even know it at the time and I'm like yeah. you don't even know what happens and, and just people want to stay ignorant because ignorance is bliss right so people don't want to wake up to the reality but we can't fix and solve these things or change these things if we don't wake up to the truth and that's why more people need to speak up and our throat chakras need to be freaking activated and more women need to rise and speak up and speak this truth because the more that we do the more that will change and the more that we will change it yeah and this is why we've been stripped of our voices because i know women centuries ago the witches that come together we're all witches which is just wise women which is just mm-hmm. girl women coming together using their power that's all it is yeah we were all we were we were tried hundreds of years ago but we're all burned at the stake we're coming back mm-hmm. again stronger better than ever we're not going to get burned this time <laughs> And we're going to rise and we're going to all speak and the more that we speak and share. And that's why I love that you're doing these podcasts because you're allowing women to speak and speak their truth. And we need this in this time more than ever. So I love that. Mm, Thank you so much. That actually, working with my throat chakra is what created this podcast because I was trying to work through social anxiety and speaking my truth. And so I started doing like vocal toning. Um, for anyone listening, if you if you want to a uh, practice to open your throat chakra and and help you to speak your truth, literally vocal toning like humming, you can look up exercises on YouTube, but it's like chanting each vowel. I started doing that every single day and just letting myself sing, even if it doesn't sound amazing, and um, literally using my voice, and that helped me to literally use my voice to create a podcast. So, oh my goodness. I love that. I love that. And the I do that too. And my light language started activating in the last few months. Like I can totally channel my light, like without, and that honestly, I think also what helps me with my social anxiety. <laughs> so that's not too woo woo for some people. If they start tapping into their own connection and allow themselves to, again, express without judgment or shame. I had to not judge myself because light language sounds it's weird weird to the human mind but it's so beautiful and it's so healing and it activated like all my dna the cells in my body were just like whoa like buzzing because it's like ancient it was like ancient words and vibrations that needed to be activated and it's so healing and Mm. another another modality light language i love it that's so cool and yeah even humming like what is it It, humming activates your vagus nerve so it's like you're it's like a way of like almost lullabying your not that that's a word your own body like comforting yourself with your own voice with your own sound that you make you know and i just love i just love vocal toning and humming it it helps my social anxiety as well too it helps my anxiety in general like if i'm having a moment i will literally just sit here and like make noise and feel it in my chest and in my throat and yeah, another yeah. last thing I'll say is, I'm sure you know, but like your yoni and your womb are like directly connected to your to your throat chakra. 
Because if you think of it, when we were when we were babies, we were when we were in the fetal position, our throat and our yoni were right next to each other. They're they're connected. So it's like, yeah, part of being a woman. I didn't know that. I love that. Isn't that cool? So cool. That's awesome. And I get, I get it now because I've really been connecting into my womb space too. And that probably is what helps my throat. So yeah. Cool. They're interconnected. Yeah. It's so cool. Love that. Oh my goodness. I, I feel like we could talk for forever, but I have yeah. one last question. I want to touch on your journey with dance and with movement, since that's what you're all about really quickly. Girl, as you can tell, I'm like this bubbly, energetic. Woo. Oh. <laughs> um, my journey with dance and movement. I just think it's been in my blood. I'm also Trin Trinidadian. I don't know if you know the island, the Caribbean. Yeah. My dad is Trini. My grand, like, so we they love to party and fest and like. I don't have a Trini accent. I'm gonna butcher it, but um, I grew up around music and play and like having fun around that family and my other family is you know, uh, Irish, Scottish, Ukrainian, loud party, woo. So I grew up around that as a child, which I was very fortunate enough to have those families. We're not like that anymore. Our families kind of split apart, but um, as years went on, that's so it is, it's life. But dance, I think just, I don't know, there's, I was always like this natural, natural drawn to movement. And I've done that since I was a little girl, I'd be the two-year-old just like dancing and, and moving my body. So it's like something that's been within me. And then I went into gymnastics and gymnastics, there's some dance components to it. So we took dance classes and gymnastics and there was just something within me, but I, now that I'm more evolved and awakened in my own essence, um, I just really feel this divine feminine energy is really embodied with me. And my, I was working with a mentor, a coach recently to help me through my, um, another thing, if you ever, people want to really evolve and expand working with a coach or a mentor to just help you. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't, but if you do feel alone and you ask for help too, it's another good one, like ask for help, get a therapist or a mentor, spiritual mentor, whatever resonates with you, really lean into that help. Um, mm -hmm. Also, so I did have that and we did some movement and she's just like, Rachel, like there's like something with past lives like you look at you it's just so innate and I just think in a past life like I was just this movement feminine embodied goddess and I think it's starting to really channel and flow through me now and I'm really starting to use it as my modality and every time I run a workshop I love to do dance and movement because I really feel it, it the life force energy through our chakras is just really like flowing through you and it, you get to feel into that and it empowers you and then you just release you're releasing all that stuck energy that no longer serves you so it's like a two-in-one it's like release all that no longer serves and then anchor in the truth of who you are through your chakra system feeling into it and uh, something that really channeled through was like this warrior goddess energy like this like earth warrior goddess and I think that's something I'm going to be starting to like showcase a little bit more is just this like earth warrior empress like like woman and I'm like here to like roar and so you're not going to tame me anymore you're not going to sh like sh shun me out or and I'm here to like rise with the women and get them back to their wild woman archetype and feeling the earth and the feeling the planet into really connecting to earth and god and something that's really big for me I know you did this in my workshop is like when I connect 
talking about their earth Gaia energy and God energy. And I merge it into my heart chakra because even though it's all one, it's all connected, but we need to honor the earth because it's its own entity, it's its own life force. And honoring God, the cosmos, the most high, the all creator that created earth and like bringing it together and feeling those energies within you is like so powerful because that is really the base. When you come down to it, that is it. Earth, God, this is who we are. We're on this planet to serve in that way. And really feeling into that energy and yeah, allowing it through your vessel. Like this body is like, we're so grateful for this body. We yeah. wouldn't be here without our bodies, yes. you know? So really in dancing and movement is really honoring your body and your vessel, your sacred vessel. So that's why it's so powerful for me. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. One of the main things that I was missing in my healing journey, like I, I had my spiritual awakening and I was learning about like the chakras, like decalcifying the, I can never pronounce it, pineal gland. Pineal? I don't know what we're talking about. Um, (laughs) I can never pronounce anything. People are always like, is English your native language? I'm like, yeah, but I still can't pronounce anything. It's fine. But yeah, so I was, I had my spiritual awakening and I was learning about that type of stuff. And I still didn't feel like whole, like I was really like connected, like embodied was the word that I was looking for, but I didn't know. And so once I found like embodiment practices and like working with your body, like dance and vocal toning and that type of stuff, my, the whole game changed for me, literally. Like I was like, oh, I can't dance. Like I'm not gonna do it. And um, the, my mentor I was working with at the time was like, you, it's not about being good at it. You just move your body, let your ancestors speak through you and just t- like dim the lights, turn on some music and just let yourself flow. And at first it was hard for me, but I eventually just after like a first couple minutes of flowing, I could just kind of flow without thinking in the mind and my, I dropped into my body and it really, really has changed my life as someone who's an overthinker, a ruminator, you know, you're not ever going to figure anything out in your mind. So working it through your body oh, is just so life-changing. I love it. It gives me chills because I love that work. Oh, surrendering to your soul is how I call it. Mm. Literally surrendering to your soul and feeling because your soul is what's most powerful and it's what's connected to God. Source. Yeah. So when you surrender to that power, you are embodied power. Yeah. and you let and then you let your soul take over and let your heart lead the way and you let the logic kind of dissipate even though our mind our logic is here to help us it's here to try and keep us safe right mm-hmm. so but learning to not let the mind control you you control the mind and kind of dancing between the two it's like like yeah. finally you're more empowered but let your mind speak because it's here for you on earth you know but not letting it take over completely and letting the soul lead right love it learning that game that's tough it's tough for people like really learning to like empower your soul and and be embodied in that essence and and be more in control of your mind your mindset a lot of successful people say mindset over everything or mindset is everything mindset for and it's true like like doing the mindset work but again doing the soul work too feeling into that essence that power that energy work embodiment the embodiment work is so powerful too so I totally resonate with that yeah that's one reason why I really love that practice that you did of connecting the earth into your heart space because it was like I could 
feel my heart kind of open when we, when we did that. And then my heart started to lead my dancing, you know, instead of my head. And yeah, it's just so powerful, so beautiful. I love it. All right. So obviously I could talk to you for forever, but we're <laughs> going to go into the speed round, um, which is just a series of like a couple questions, not a couple of mine questions, uh, and just give your first intuitive answer to them. Okay. All right. So first question is, do you have a spirit animal or an animal that you are most closely associated with right now? Right now? Yes. What came through when I first again moved here were lions. Oh. So yeah, my lions and I felt like I had a masculine and a feminine lion and they were with me holding me through this period. Mm. Like the lion, as you can see my hair. <laughs> Got the wild, the wild hair coming out. Yes, I love that. All right, next question is, do you have a favorite book? Ooh, you know what's interesting with me? It might sound so, I'm not a huge reader, but because I usually tap into my own soul, but a favorite book, oh my goodness, I'm like a favorite book. I want, I want to think of like one that would really inspire and help, because I have read some books, um, Oh my goodness, I can't think of one right now. And I know it's a speed round. So I'm like intuitive, intuitive, intuitive. Because I don't, because <laughs> I usually do audio. Because I'm not a big reader. Like I'm more like visual. I like to watch or listen. Audio learner. That's just how I learn a lot easier. Um, there's one that I'm currently on. The Divine Law of Compensation with Marianne Williamson. I'm not sure if you've heard of that one. But it's, it's about getting out of the lack kind of that was huge for me too another another topic getting out of the lack and, and embodying your abundant self and knowing that you just completely are abundant and there's no such thing as lack it's an illusion mm. um, but the divine law of compensation is, is a good one mm, that sounds like something I definitely need to read <laughs> all right next question is do you have a current favorite song or just song that is resonating with your soul the most Oh my gosh, because I, I I dance all the time and I I go through different songs. So I'm like, oh no, no. like last night I was dancing to like R&B and then I'm listening to meditation music then I'm listening to tribal music and then I'm listening to like, you know, like pop techno music. And then I'm like, so I go through so many different and I love embodying it all because we're so multifaceted. We're multidimensional beings. So like having one genre is like so limiting for me. I'm like, I don't want to just listen to hip hop all day. Like I want to listen to all the things, but right now, oh my gosh, one song, this is hard to move because I'm a dancer and I love music. So how do I pick one? Um, I, one, I guess you could say, I'm like looking at my Spotify right now. <laughs> As you should. One you could say that I've always loved. I did this in our workshop. I could say the the one that like really opened up like this warrior goddess energy. And if the listeners want to listen to that song, it's eleven eleven is the name of the song. And I just want to pronounce the artist's name. I think yeah, Akriza. A K R I Z A. 11 11 and I use this in our workshop and to me that one really got me into this like embodied feminine goddess energy so mm. want to listen to that and feel into that enjoy it 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, I knew that would be a hard a hard question for you because you have all the good songs in, in the workshops. Like every song that comes on, I'm like, I need to Shazam this. <laughs> all right, next question is, do you have a favorite plant or herb? Ooh, plant or herb. It's so interesting because I'm not a big plant herb lady. I'm not, and I'm just being honest with you. But I did have plants. I'm moving, so I'm selling all my plants. Like, you know what? I want to say the rose. Mm. I just want to acknowledge the rose because it it did help me heal a lot. Like, I bought roses for myself every week, being oh. living in this apartment, and I would use the rose for on the floor or on my body or in the bathtub, or I'd make rose sprays. Like, I'd boil up the rose and and do rose water sprays and so I would want I do want to honor the rose and as we all know it's the highest vibration it's such a beautiful plant so yes mm, I love your answer the next question is do you have a morning routine morning routine I again <laughs> I'm gonna say just I, I get up and I typically pray or worship like I'm fortunate enough I get to see the sun I have the sun beaming in me. So I literally will look at the sun. I'm if, if people can go out to the sun immediately in the morning, I would recommend it. <laughs> and I let the sun beam on me and I just honor the sun. I honor the earth. I honor God. I honor my body. And I just take the time to be grateful for the day and honor the day. And, and then again, it, if I allow myself to move and if it wants to move, I start moving and dancing. So that's usually my first thing in the morning is meditating and then movement and then I'll have like a warm tea or a warm drink to kind of kick start my day too but I'm not the person that like go to the gym and blah, 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 blah. like I'm, I'm very feminine in my feminine energy and I find that very masculine and just honoring the feminine essence I'm, I'm working on my masculine energy that's a it's been tough for me yeah so same that's a whole other yeah that's a whole other topic I'm looking for someone other. yeah I'm looking for someone to come in and talk about uh, masculine energy and just have like a whole masculine energy yeah. episode because when you're yeah. as a, a female and just as someone who's healing from that type of relationship I realize like I want to cultivate that masculine energy inside of myself that I've been craving so much from other people you know yeah. all right side tangents um <laughs> the next question is what is your, is your zodiac sign but can I guess first <laughs> yeah please people always get it wrong so I would love this Oh, okay. I, do you know your Do you know your top three? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Because I really, I feel even before you said the lion thing, I feel like you have Leo in your top three, but like I could be totally wrong. But it's mostly because of the hair and just like your personality. I really feel like you have Leo in your top three. Uh, what are your top three? <laughs> Watch me not. I know it's so interesting. I'm a Virgo sun. Virgo. I know, right? I'm a Virgo. I don't even feel like I am a Virgo, but I am a Virgo. Um, Capricorn moon and Libra rising. Oh my God. Everyone says Leo. So I was actually impressed that you said Leo because everybody thinks I'm a Leo. I feel like I'm a Leo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? It could be, you'll have to send me your, um, your uh, birth time after this and I can do your chart for you, but or just look at something because uh, so I, I could have guessed Virgo because we related on like all the critical stuff. Like we're very, it's very Virgo to be very self-critical of yourself. Are you but, Virgo? 
Huh? Are you Virgo? I am a Virgo uh, moon. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, if you know any Virgo moons, please pray for them. But, um, yeah, it's very Virgo energy to, like, be very critical of your all the Virgo people I know. I'm, like, I connect with them immediately because I'm, like, bless you. Like, we're very critical of ourselves. And then Capricorns are just known for, like, going through so much. Like, Caps, I'm a Capricorn sun, and we just go through a lot. Um, and, yeah, I love that you're a Libra, but I'll have to look at your chart because yeah. – Virgo, Leo is right next to Virgo. So depending on the degree of your, um, like where it is, you could be pretty close to Leo as well. So you could have that Leo energy in there. That's so funny that everyone, that, that's such a compliment though, that everyone thinks that you're, you're yeah, Leo. I know, and I got the lion hair. I do feel like, I don't know if you've connected, you know, Lyra, the Lyra planetary. I don't know if you've tapped into like alien ET stuff yet. Like, Pleiadians and like have you ever ventured into that yet like Pleiadians and serious planets and Mm -mm, not really I'm looking for someone to come in and and talk on that subject though if you know anyone yeah yeah I know I'm still very fresh with all that stuff too but I feel like I'm part of the Lyra Lyra, which are very lion-esque people I feel like again I haven't I've channeled that a little bit but I haven't dove too much into it yet but I feel like my soul cosmic family is from that planet and they say they I kind of got the physical appearance for it and I'm like and like even the personality matches their description and so I'm like well, it's fascinating There's so much to dive into with these things it's never ending it's so fascinating yeah wow that's so interesting I mean yeah that would make sense you definitely have that like lioness energy um all right love that I didn't get any of your placements right but next question is I love how your kitty lion energy is just coming in as we're talking about Lyra I love that mm-hmm. beautiful um next question is coffee or tea Ooh. okay so I gave up caffeine I didn't completely I still drink it here and there because I, lo- I love coffee I love it but I'm telling you I think someone who's super sensitive and I've become more sensitive to my energy, I have to cut out caffeine. It gives me too much anxiety or it's just too, it messes with my vibration. Um, so I do tea now and I do decaf because I love the taste of coffee. And I'll treat myself here and there because I love coffee. You know, mm-hmm. who doesn't love coffee? That's really inspiring. I am obsessed. I am a coffee addict and I can feel that it does mess with my vibration but I am not at the place yet where I'm like, okay, I can cut it out because I'm just, I love it too much. So props to you. It's hard. And I'm cutting out like like alcohol because that lowers my vibration. Mm -hmm. I've had, it's like, there's like, you get to a point, I don't know if maybe not for everybody, but I'm like, I just can't. I physically, my body just physically does not want to carry this vibration. So doesn't want to ingest it anymore. Yeah. And I have to listen to my body. So yeah it's interesting it's like as you're going on your spiritual path like I used to be a huge stoner like every single day every second of every single day and recently my body's just like oh, I don't even want any ever ever again <laughs> and I'm like yeah. to me <laughs> I love that and it's you're evolving or you're shifting and you yeah. might go back into it and maybe not like it just 
it's a journey, right? And I think people overconsume cannabis too. Like they think they have to use it recreationally every day and it's a medicine. So I used it during a time in my life where I really needed it because it was healing. And this was years ago. And now I'm like, I use it a little bit during this journey, but this last transformational journey, but not as much. And it's like, I didn't need it. My body didn't need it. So it's just, again, listening to your body, and what yes. you need, honoring it and don't over consume things. Cause that's mm-hmm. And yeah. Also, if you listen to the plant, like cannabis will tell you like in, in little ways, like, why are you like, you don't need me right now. Like, you know, like that's what I started getting messages and it, it really helped me to heal my relationship with her, with her because I was disrespecting her, at least my own personal journey. I felt I was disrespecting her by using her constantly. And so I've been able to heal my relationship with her and, and whenever I feel called, I know it's right, but yeah. All right, next question. This is my favorite question. I don't know why. What is your favorite season? Ooh, okay. Because I went through so I, I would always say like summer <laughs> or fall, but it's like, because I went through this really transformational winter and I want to say, oh, winter sucks. I honestly honor all the seasons. Like I'm mm-hmm. honoring every season for what it is. And I honestly don't want to pick one. Because <laughs> I love summer for what it is. I love the fall for what it is. I love the winter now for that hibernation, that really integrating that deep, you know, shadow, whatever comes. I love spring and the blooming and the, like, I love it all. But I used to love fall, like, for the leaves changing out here. We get a lot of colors changing and visually it's beautiful in the fall in Canada. So I'll say fall, but I love them all. I honor every season. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the seasons. That's why it's my favorite question. They're just, it's such a beautiful time and like living with each season and just, oh, I'm obsessed. Okay. Um, next question, this is kind of a weird one, but do you have a favorite element like air, earth, water? Ooh, ooh, okay. Ooh, I'm Virgo's earth mm-hmm. and yes. I am earth. And I think I'm earth and other sign. Like there's so many, there's Chinese, this, and there's so much. And it's like, I think I'm, I'm really connected to the earth. I want to say that, but with earth, there's water, there's air there's fire but like the soils I guess you could say the earth the ground is it but again I want to say I honor them all I love working with them all I love flowing with the water I love as you can see I'm emotional I've cried on that I didn't think I was going to cry but I am emotional and I'm honoring my emotions because it's cleansing it's purifying we shouldn't be shamed for crying if you want to cry cry in the middle of something or and I love where I've been working with fire and using it to fuel my passions and Ugh, I love them all, but I would say Earth because I'm an Earth sign. I love connecting with Mama Gaia's soil. Yeah, how did I <laughs> guess that you were an Earth sign? You give Earth goddess vibes. Mm, I love that. I've heard that before, but I love that because that just makes my heart sing. <laughs> yes. Um, next question: Do you have a favorite place, like a place that calls to your soul the most, like a location? Oh my goodness! Anything deep within the wild like if it's a forest or if it's a secluded area in the water or anything in mother nature I can't handle cities I can't handle trap I can't handle like go 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 but when I'm immersed in mother nature I'm happy <laughs> like my aura expands I'm like a little girl playing in the rivers running through the trees like I have a place here that I go to a forest here that I'm literally barefoot 
running around. I feel this fairy energy. They're playing with me. The sun's on me. I'm dancing. I'm laughing. I'm skipping. I'm just being free when I'm with mother nature. And I really feel like that's how we're all meant to be. We've lost touch. We've, we're disconnected from this planet, like so much. So it's really sad. So my next workshop is coming up here in DC and I'm going to bring the women to the forest and we're going to play and we're going to rage and it's all about unleashing that fire. We're going to get wild. And I'm so excited because that's just like who I am in a nutshell. So yeah. Oh my gosh. It sounds like a, an amazing workshop. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for sharing your story. I just know it will help so many people. So many listeners will just feel their heart chakra activated in this episode. And yeah, thank you so much for your authenticity and your goddessness and you're just amazing. And I'll have to have you on again. Thank you so much. It was so nice. To, I feel like we've talked for so long and probably could keep talking. And I love that. And I hope the listeners are listening through and actually honoring it all because it was a lot. And take what resonates. You know, I always say take what resonates. And if it doesn't, yeah. leave it be. You always honor your own soul. But thank you to the listeners. And thank you, Amelia, for having me. It's such a great time. I had such a great time talking with you and learning about you. And can't wait for more. I can't wait to hear more and, and see your next guest. Mm, thank you I forgot to ask how can people best reach you and is there anything that you're offering right now yeah so right now because I'm in a weird transition time I'm not offering anything online like I think that's coming it's going to come through so Mm -hmm. be on the lookout but just follow me on Instagram right now so my Instagram is just Rachel and Gomez (laughs) if they want to follow me there um, but things will start coming through. I know God is like, it's going to happen. So it's going to be born soon in the next few months. So be Ooh. on the lookout. Yeah. So excited. All right. I will leave your Instagram in the show notes below for everyone to be able to find you and follow you and keep in touch with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I can't wait to connect with you further. And whoever's listening, can't wait to connect with you all. And just keep honoring yourself. Keep shining. Keep being the light. Keep being the way. We're in this together. We're we're all in it together. You're never alone. And just know that. Always reach out. <laughs>